thank you very much. Good morning. Sorry, I'll just get this tech set up. Our printer ran out of ink, so I'm forced to use the iPad today. Do apologize. Okie doke. Yeah, so as Paul mentioned, this morning I'm talking about being together. And I know a lot of you um, will be excited by that thought. I know we've got a lot of extroverts, we've got a lot of people, people in this room who love to be in relationship and get your energy and, and vibe off being in relationship with people. Um, I also know there's quite a few introverts in this room as well who, you know, maybe the thought of being together and being in relationship with people isn't quite as thrilling as and exciting as it is for some. Um, and I think I know that, to be honest, most of us are somewhere between the two, depending on what kind of week we've had, um, what things we've had to face, what, you know, if we've had a bad week, then sometimes coming to church and being together might feel a bit more like obedience than, you know, something that we definitely want to do and that we are so keen and excited to do. Um, but what, what, you know, no matter what your background is and no matter what your attitude is towards being together, I hope that we can all agree that it is important. It is important to be together. Um, right from the start, it's always been important for us to be together. If we can just have the, the first scripture, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Up until this point, everything that God had created was good, and man was good, but it was just not good for him to be on his own. So right back when, from the very start of humankind, it's not been good for us to be on our own. We've been designed and we've been created to be in relationship with one another and to be helping one another. And God gives, gifts us with those relationships in so many different ways. You know, he gifts us with our families, um, with our friends, with our neighbours, with our different social groups and, you know, work colleagues. But what I want to look at today is specifically us as a church family and how God uses us together to build one another up and to encourage one another. And talking about one another, if I can just have the, the slide up, Hannah, from um, the focus that we have for, for this year, for 2023, is renewal. And we're looking at bringing renewal in all of these different aspects. And if we can just, I can see together is, is highlighted there. We were looking at bringing renewal in being together by focusing on one anothering. So I've been thinking a lot this, well, this week, the last couple of weeks, about one anothering. And I really like one anothering. The more I've thought about it, the more I think that it's a really healthy way to think about relationships. We're taught um, throughout the Bible to, to one another. We're told to love one another, to forgive one another, to bear with one another. And I just think this phrase, when when we really think about it, it brings a lot of balance and a lot of health to our relationships. And I'll explain what I mean. You know, when we're thinking about one anothering, there's, there's two parts to that, right? There's two words in that. There's the one and there's the other. So when you're one anothering, you have to think about the one. Think about yourself. Think about what your own needs are. Think about you, you bringing your healthiest self to that relationship. And then think about the other as well. How can I meet the needs of that other person? How can I make sure that I'm looking out for the other person in this relationship too? 
And I think that if we do that, if we hold that balance of looking after ourselves and looking after other people in our relationships, then that's really healthy because all healthy things require balance. All healthy things require balance. If you think about, just think about the human body, for example, you know, we're told to have a balanced diet. <laughs> but there are so many different processes that are going on in our body all the time that keep us in balance. Um, for those of you who have done GCSE biology, it's called homeostasis. A little bit of a revision there for, for the youth who I can see sat there. Homeostasis. All of these different processes going on, keeping us in a healthy, balanced state. If you get too cold, the hairs on your skin stand on end, trap a layer of heat and warm you up. If you get too hot, your sweat glands open, it evaporates and that cools you down. You know, blood sugar levels and hormone levels and hydration status, all of these things are a really fine balance of going too far one way and then bringing it back and going uh, the other way. So that you end up in this state of constant tweaking, but overall balance. And I think that's an attitude that we can have in our relationships. That's how we can use one anothering to see that Maybe if I'm, if I'm going too far one way, if I'm maybe just focusing on myself a bit too much, I can bring that back. Maybe if I'm focusing too much on other people and I'm just becoming a bit of a people pleaser and I'm getting burnt out, then tweak it, bring it back. And if we're aware of that, then we're in a, a constant tweaking state, but an overall state of balance. So I think that can be a really healthy way of looking at things. Which sounds really simple. It sounds really easy, and you know it would be if we were perfect, um, but we're not. We're messy people, really, um, and the circumstances sometimes that we find ourselves in can be quite messy as well. So one anothering isn't always as easy as that. One anothering can be hard for, for lots of different reasons. Maybe you are in a difficult season. Maybe you're in a hard season of life. You might... Um, you might be going through grief, you might be going through mental health difficulties, financial struggles. There's a whole host of reasons as to why you might not feel like being in a big group of people or reaching out to other people for help. You might be in a difficult circumstance. The other reason why one anothering can be quite hard, and just trying to think how sensitively to say this, it's because sometimes other people can seem like hard work. <laughs> you know, you can be in a good place, but sometimes other people, it just, just takes a bit of hard work, doesn't it, to keep up certain relationships. And that's not necessarily because anyone's at fault, but people just clash sometimes, don't we? Just different personalities. Um, it can be hard work. But I really want to encourage, encourage you to keep going with your one anothering today. Don't retreat. Don't isolate yourself. Paul mentioned this before. Don't isolate yourself. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. It says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But if someone falls alone, they're in real trouble. This is really good advice. You know, we were created to need people. We were created to be in relationship with people. And sometimes we do just need other people. Sometimes we find ourselves in dark places that we just can't cope with it on our own. And we need other people. So that is the danger. Do not isolate yourself and miss out on the help and support that other people can offer. 
But also don't isolate yourself so other people miss out on the help and support that you can give them too and the encouragement that you can be to other people. So we all need each other. It's not easy, but I want to encourage you to, um, to keep on with your not one anothering today. And I appreciate that I'm almost 10 minutes in, but the title of today's message is One Anothering, A Renewed Perspective. Because I feel like that's kind of where, where we're at. You know, I'm, I'm very aware that we've, we've been through a pandemic. We've had prolonged periods of isolation. It wasn't good. But we've come back together and it's wonderful. And we're all spending so much time together. And we're one another and we're doing really well. But I don't know about you. I'm still coming to the terms with the fact that we haven't got another lockdown on the horizon. You know, I haven't got, I haven't got another like breather coming up that I'm actually in this for the long haul now. This one another, and I want to be, I want to renew my passion and my motivation towards it. I want to be steadfast in my one anothering. I want to be dependable within it. So I'm at that stage now where, yes, I'm excited to be back together, but also I want to be renewed in my attitude towards it to know that I'm in this for the long haul. Um, so what I want to do is I want to spend the remaining time that we've got focusing um, on how we can renew our attitudes towards one anothering and hopefully some um, practical advice with how we can get better at it too. And to do this, we're going to focus, we're going to spend the rest of the morning in one particular chunk of scripture. So we're going to the book of Colossians. Um, we're going to read pretty much all of chapter three together, and I'm going to just stop in a couple of places and just emphasize some of the advice that we get about how we can one another well. And just to give you a bit of background to the book, um, the, the book of Colossians is written by the Apostle Paul um, to the church in the city of Colossae, I think it's pronounced. Um, they were a young church, but they were a vibrant church. They were growing in number. Um, so they were, they were seeing lots of new people added to them. But they were struggling a bit because there was a lot of false teaching going on as well. So because they were so young, um, they were getting a little bit confused and a little bit lost along the way. So with this book, and I'd encourage you to read the whole book. It's only a couple of chapters. Paul does two main things. Um, the first thing is that he, he spends a lot of time talking about who Jesus is and how important Jesus is, about the supremacy of Jesus, and clearing up a lot of false teaching about that. The second thing that he does is because they are such a growing church, he talks a lot about how they can be together in unity, and he talks a lot about one anothering um, and how they can relate to each other. And that's what we're going to learn from this morning. So... I'm going to read a chunk, and then I'm going to pull a bit out. So I'm actually going to read almost, well, 11 verses. So are you ready? Buckle in. Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It says there, set your hearts on things above. And then the next verse, set your minds on things above. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature 
sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Not, not easy reading this little chunk, is it? But it is in the Bible, so we'll, you know, we won't just ignore it. Um, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices. Now we get to the good bit. <laughs> and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. We'll take a little pause there. There's a lot in that little chunk of scripture. There is a lot. Um, but I think if I, can, if I can summarize what I want to pull out of that so far, it is that you are being renewed and so are other people. <laughs> so are others. You are being renewed. It talks, or Paul talks about how we have a new life. We've been raised with Christ. We've got a new self. But then we also have an old self who we're trying to put to death. And there are things that we're trying to move away from. But we're on this process of renewal. We're a work in progress. And just as a little sidebar, I want to kind of make the point that you know, Jesus doesn't require us to be perfect before he's willing to have a relationship with us. He doesn't require us to be completely whole and healthy and not living in any kind of sin before he's even willing to start that relationship with us. He will meet you exactly where you are at, no matter where you are at. You know, you could be doing what there's a long list of things there that God despises. You could be up to your, your eyeballs in greed and malice and those different things. Jesus still loves you exactly how you are, and he wants to meet you there. So today, if you, if you don't know Jesus, maybe you think you're not worthy to know Jesus, or you think that you're too far gone to know Jesus, that is not true. Um, he's ready and waiting and willing and desperate to meet you in it. So if that is you, please, you know, I would encourage you to make that step to ask Jesus into your life. And if you want some help or support with that, we'll have a prayer team here afterwards who you can come and access some, um, some prayer for. Or we've got lots of information on the website and people you can talk to as well. So, yeah, I just wanted to make that point that, yes, we're on this journey of renewal, but that's after Jesus has got involved with our lives. Um, it doesn't, we don't have to be perfect to give our lives to God. So jumping back into it then, yet we, we are a work in progress. We are on this journey of renewal. We have an old self who we're putting to death and we've got a new self who we're putting on. So yeah, you're a work in progress. But when we're looking through it at the lens of one anothering as well, we also then have to appreciate that other people are a work in progress too. Which is really annoying because don't we just want everybody else to be perfect and everyone else to have it together all the time and everyone else to never make a mistake with anything ever? Um, we, have to, we have to understand that we're all a work in progress. No matter how long we've been a Christian or been in church or been doing what we're doing, none of us are perfected yet. So when we understand that, it gives us grace. 
it gives us grace towards one another. To know that we shouldn't have unnecessary expectations on people. Yes, we should, we should strive to be healthy and whole and we should you know, want to, to do our best and to, to be our best and to, um, to be good people and to be the people who Jesus calls us to be. But we might make mistakes along the way. In fact, we will because we're not perfect. So hopefully if we understand that, then if we have that attitude, it just gives us grace grace for one another. So if you're in a tricky relationship, just remember that you are a work in progress, so that's okay. But so are they as well. So are they. So give people space, give people encouragement, and keep going. Okay, let's jump back into uh, to Colossians now. So we'll pick it up at, at verse 12, which says, Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Isn't that a lovely verse? I don't think anyone could argue that those are not nice things to be clothed in. Um, My next point that I want to make is what you wear matters. We're instructed to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I've seen this verse, you know, lots of times just on its own as a standalone verse. And I just think, how lovely is that? But when you see it in context and you kind of work out what comes next, you realize why it's necessary and why it's important. So yes, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Why? Verse 13 says... Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I kind of feel that if you're at this stage in a relationship with someone where you're feeling like you're bearing with them, rather than you know flourishing in that relationship, that you've, you've gone through some difficulties. There's some issues there if you feel like you're needing to bear with um, and especially if you need to forgive someone, if you're thinking that you know there's something that needs to be forgiven here, then then stuff's gone on, and that can be a tricky relationship. But what I want to do is I want to look at these five things that Paul tells us to clothe ourselves in, and hopefully, if we if we really look at them, we can learn about how we can then deal with those difficult relationships a bit better. Hopefully, you'll see what I mean. Uh, so the first thing is compassion. Paul tells us to clothe ourselves in compassion. I think, um, I think compassion's got two kind of stages to it. The first stage of compassion, it, you know, it requires empathy. It requires you to put yourself in that person's shoes, to think, what are they struggling with? Even if they're not saying it bluntly, what, what are they facing? How might they be feeling? What difficulties might they be facing? But more than just that, it's then having a heart to want to help them, a heart to want to get involved and to to do something to to help them on their journey. I think sometimes if we find one another in difficult, if we've gone through a difficult time, there can be a tendency for us to to maybe harden our hearts a little bit. It can be a bit of a self-defensive thing to put the barriers up so you can listen to people, you can listen to their problems, but you can not necessarily, you know, you can let it bounce off. You don't have to take it on board. I really feel today that, that God wants to renew the compassion within us. 
um, that he wants to soften our hearts, not so that we have to keep giving out and getting burnt out, and, but, but so that we can, we can renew that passion to want to be in relationship with people and want to help one another. And also so that we can then receive that help from other people too. So maybe think about how you can grow in compassion. The second thing that he talks about is kindness. And we spoke a lot about kindness here. It's one of our core values at this church, kindness. And we talk about it as going out of your way for someone. But the more I've thought about it in this context, I think you know, kindness starts with your thoughts. If you think kind things, you'll speak kind things, you'll do kind things. So I suppose the challenge when we're thinking about kindness is, is are you thinking kindly about other people? Particularly if you're struggling in a relationship with them, are, are, you, are you thinking kindly towards them? Are you wanting their best interests? Are you, are you seeing them how God sees them? Are you thinking kindly towards them? Because if we do think kindly, then we act kindly and we speak kindly as well. So just think about how you're thinking about people. Think about how you think about people, if that makes sense. The third thing is humility. Humility, which isn't an easy one, because I think we're naturally quite proud people. Um, at, least, at least I am. I'll admit it. Um, but being humble, it's about putting other people's needs above your own. It's about maybe not thinking so much of yourself. I think one of the really key ways that we can be humble is by truly acknowledging how loved and cherished and honoured by God the other person in that relationship is. Sometimes I think if we, if we are in a tricky relationship, particularly if there's a disagreement or an argument, it can be easy to then retreat to the, I'm right, you're wrong, therefore I'm better than you, um, which is dangerous, that's not good. So let's make sure that in our relationships we're staying humble and we're seeing how truly valued that other person is by God. And let's reframe our thinking towards that. The, uh, the fourth one, which is my personal favourite, the more I've learned about this, is gentleness. Gentleness. The Greek word for it um, is epikes, E-P-I-E-K-E-S which means to be courteous and polite. I don't think any of us would argue that it's nice to be polite. Um, but the second part of it, and, and this is the clincher, the second part is it means a willingness to remain self-controlled when wronged. Gentleness is about self-control. It's about being able to control yourself so that you don't say the first thing that comes into your head in the heat of the moment. So that you can keep control of your tone, you can keep control of what comes out of your mouth, of your actions, so that what you are saying and doing is considered and is, is loving ultimately. It's right and it's loving. It's not flying off the handle or being reactive, but it's having self-control. And that makes me appreciate that gentleness isn't, you know, it's not a, a wishy-washy word. We often think that it is. But there's so much strength in gentleness. There's so much strength and skill in it as well. So maybe think about how you can grow in gentleness. Gentleness is, like I said, it's about your tone. It's about what you say. 
But I also think it's so much about what you don't say as well. Does it really need to be said? Is it helpful? Sometimes, sometimes yes. Sometimes we do need to disagree with people. Sometimes we need to correct people. Gentleness isn't saying that that doesn't need to happen. But it's saying do it in the right way, at the right time, in the right place. I'll add that one on as well. So gentleness. And the last one is patience. And I'll skim over this because this is the one I struggle with the most. Um, Patience. Relationships require time, which is so frustrating because I just want lots of best friends straight away. I don't want to have to put the time and effort into relationships. I just want fully formed relationships handed to me on a plate. It would be so much easier. But it doesn't happen like that because relationships take time because it takes time to trust people. It takes people time to trust you, to get to know your character, for you to get to know other people's characters. So if you don't feel like you're clicking straight away, that doesn't mean it's time to get up and walk away. There can be a, a, you know, a, a benefit in persisting with relationships, in coming back to them, just keeping going with people. And if it is that it's a relationship that you're struggling with, you know, be patient with people. Allow them time. We've said, you know, allow people grace, allow people space to grow. Maybe think, you know, what, what does need to be dealt with here and now? What is urgent? What is pressing? But what, what can wait? Just be kind and be patient with people. And hopefully you'll be able to appreciate that once you've kind of thought about these different virtues, you know, compassion, kindness, um, humility, gentleness, patience. If we're working on those things, then we are in such a better and healthier state to then be able to bear with people and to forgive people. It's not easy, but if we're clothed in those things, then there's a lightness to it and there, it's, it is easier. It's not easy, but it is easier. And we're doing things in the right way. And importantly, we're not causing hurt. We're not causing pain along the way. And the last verse that it said there, uh, verse 14, it said, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. In the heat of a moment or in a difficult relationship or a tricky circumstance, you might not be able to recall compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, but you can remember love. Love binds all of those things together. You can have that split second to say, Jesus, help me to love this person. Just think, think and focus on love. And I don't think you can go far wrong if that's your motivation and that's your attitude in relationships. Okay. So I'm, I'm aware of the time. So just to, to close, I'm going to read another couple of verses for you. So Colossians chapter 15. Uh, sorry, verse the, chapter 3, verse 15. There we go. Uh, which says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Admonish means to correct, but in a loving way, not a nitpicking way. (laughs) Admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We're going to do that in a minute, so band, if you'd like to come and join me. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. 
And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What I want to leave you with today is it's all about Jesus. Whatever we do, whatever we say, it is all about Jesus. It's all for Jesus. It's all through him. It's all about him. We, if you think about it, we're a really random bunch of people. In what other circumstances would all of us be together in one room other than because we love Jesus or we want to get to know Jesus or we're interested in Jesus? He is the one who unites us. He's the one who strengthens us in our relationships. He's the one who heals us, who empowers us. And he does it all um, in so many different ways. But one of those ways is through instructing us to one another and instructing us to love each other. So just us being together in this room, you know, doesn't necessarily do anything special. But us being together because of Jesus with an attitude and a want to seek Jesus and serve Jesus makes all the difference. So, you know, just remember that in your one anothering. Remember that in your relationships. It's all about Jesus, particularly your relationships here within the context of church. It's all about Jesus. Keep the big thing the big thing. It's about Jesus. Jesus enables you to to one another well. He enables you to bear with people, forgive people. It's all about him. So so that was kind of all I wanted to say this morning. And if I can just remind you that the things to, to focus on or the things to take away, it's to remember that you are a work in progress, but so are other people. It's to encourage you to clothe yourselves in compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. And I know that's a lot, but maybe pick one. Pick one area to work on and just see how that enriches your relationships. And the last thing was just to keep your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on him. Let him be the motivation and the strength in your relationships. I'd just like to pray for us to close. If if I can just ask you to stand, I'll pray and then then we can sing. God, I thank you for each and every one of us. God, I thank you for everyone stood here in this room right now. I thank you for every, every child in kids' church, everyone in that bottom suite with the toddlers, everyone watching online. God, I thank you that you created us all uniquely with different gifts and abilities and personalities and characters. And Jesus, I thank you that it is you who unites us. God, we recognize that we are on a journey of renewal, that we are a work in progress. Would you continue that work within us? Would you help us to have grace towards ourselves? Um, and grace towards other people. Jesus, I thank you that, um, as we spoke about compassion, kindness, gentleness, humility, patience, Jesus, I thank you that you model all of those to us in bucket loads on a daily basis.
Jesus, I thank you that you are compassionate towards us. You are so kind towards us. Even though we don't deserve it, we mess up frequently. You still pursue us, you still love us. We're just so grateful. And would you help us to demonstrate those things to other people as well? Jesus, would you unite us? Would you strengthen us? Jesus, would you build your kingdom? Would you use us to build your kingdom together? Amen.